So I'm going to crack on. Uh, did we have someone to read? Come on in, Tim. I think I've got, I've got the scripture here, mate, so you don't need your Bible. Do you know, I love it when church is like this, right? Where it's a little bit messy and a little bit fun. I can't stand it. What's the passage? All right, a lot messy, do you know what I mean? Four to six, uh, Hosea. Right, Hosea chapter six, have we got it? Is it Hosea or Jose? Hosea, in my view, but I, kept I mean, putting it you in might the, be right. I kept Googling it and having hose pipes come up. That's what... <laughs> okay, it's the book of hose pipes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Chapter six. <laughs> Four to six. remember that, not the preach. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, let's read it. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud like the dew that goes away early. Therefore, I've hewn them by the prophets. I've slain them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Amen. Can you whack it down there? Thank you, Tim. Look at that. So we're going to continue with our series on Simply Jesus. And this morning, we're looking at just and merciful. It's really important that we understand the God that we worship, who is just and merciful. And as we look at Jesus, his words were, I require mercy, not sacrifice. And that's the bit of that passage we're going to focus in on today. So... In this passage, God is really slamming Israel uh, for their, their, their sin that they were doing. Jose's message was that you were supposed to be my bride, the, the bride of God, Israel's people. But, but you're full of sin, sexual depravity, drunkenness, you're unfaithful. And actually, uh, God said in the chapter before, the judgment is coming, O Ephraim, Ephraim is God's tender word for his people. You, Ephraim, you've, been, you've played the whore. You've got a spirit of whoredom. And you see, God doesn't mix his words, especially when it comes to sin. Sin is so awful in God's eyes. And, and so many go wrong in their Christian walk because they downplay it. They're, yeah, it doesn't matter. It does matter. A lot, and what God's people have been doing at the time, as you heard some of the stuff there, they were making, uh, they were doing whatever they wanted in life and making excuses for themselves and sacrificing, thinking that's a bit, that 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 will be all right. Then we we'll just do a few sacrifices. But in the end, there, what uh, Tim read out, no, God doesn't want sacrifice. He wants our love. He wants obedience. He wants relationship, which is why he was calling Ephraim. You're my dear, my dear bride-to-be. But So what is sin? Let's look at that. So sin is when we don't honour God as we, sh- as we should, as God deserves. That we honour other things. We put other things first. We make other things central to our lives. And, and we do things that grieve God, that offend God. That's sin. And then judgment is God's justice confronting our sin. So it's not something that God chooses to do. When we sin, there's a reaction in God called wrath. And, and uh, so it, uh, judgment comes because of that. But then straight on with that is mercy. Mercy is the goodness of God 
confronting our suffering and guilt. And praise God in God that the goodness of God, the mercy of God, always wins for those that come to him. Can I hear an amen to that? You know, so many people out there, they come into places like this and think that God is an awful, wrathful, vengeful, vengeful, angry God. But he's not. He's exactly the opposite of that. But it doesn't stop him hating sin. It's who he is. It's part of him. And the problem for us living in this nation now, I believe, is this that we are drifting further and further away from the values that we should have in Christ, that this country was built on. We're, 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 we're starting to pass laws that are an abomination to God. And God hates it, just like he hated what Israel were doing at the time that we heard just earlier. They were doing whatever they liked, sacrificing, making excuses. And even in church, we can make excuses for our sin. That we can say that it's not that bad, I do this or I do that, but everybody's doing it anyway. And here's the lie that we believe. God knows my heart. He knows who I, I really am inside. You ever said that? Deuteronomy 12.31 says that sin is an abomination. Sin is detestable to God. So it stains us, it contaminates us from within. And Proverbs 30.12 calls it filthiness. And Jesus said in Matthew 23.27, it makes your inside stink like a smelly tomb with dead man's bones in it. So can you imagine... We're worshipping God this morning, thinking, oh, my worship is going up to God like a sweet aroma in him. Yeah, sweet aroma. And actually, God's going out there going, woohoo! who's died down there? Yeah, because of something that's going on. That is how Jesus looks at it. And so just imagine every time we swear or we tell a lie, that's how God feels about it, or we look at pornography, or we do gossip, we get involved with that. And so how, how is your insides doing this morning? How is it doing? I mean, I've recently had so many things going wrong in life. Everything just seemed to be going wrong. Someone hit my car when it was parked up. I didn't know. Did 5,000 pounds worth of damage. And it, I only bought it a few months ago. We went to Antalya and, and we were stuck in the airport for 22 hours in Istanbul. Uh, the, the internet went down at home and in Basildon, the heating got all messed up and, uh, just the, and the insurance companies decided they weren't going to pay uh, for certain parts of the car. And I'm thinking, what on earth is going wrong? And then even worse, my, my new trainers started to squeak. I mean, it, <laughs> no, no, it was the worst thing though, you know. It's like, ree, ree, ree. And that, that was going, that was going, what's that noise in your trainers? And I gave it to them and then they said, oh, there's nothing we can do. We can send them. So I even got me proper trainers this morning. And so you ever got there? I'm going to give an advert, right? If you want an alternative to Nike, because it just seems like everyone's got them, if you go for ASICs, because I've had to buy another pair, they are mustard, mate. That, in my world, that means really good, all right? ASICs are good. 
Yeah, just because I've got the ump with knife at the minute, all right. So anyway, so, but my reaction wasn't good, guys, okay. It, just one frustrating thing. The thing is, I never did anything to cause any of these things happening. It was all within about two weeks. And in the end, I'm going, God, well, what's happening? My reaction wasn't good. And I kind of excused the way I reacted. It was bad. I swore once, lost it a couple of times. And I, and I kept mate saying to myself, no, you're right, you're right to get, because it wasn't your fault. But then after a while, I kind of thought to myself, well, actually, I don't want to react like that. I don't want to behave like that. And uh, so I come before God and I said, look, Lord, I, I'm sorry. I don't understand why so many things are going wrong like that. And uh, I'm sorry. Would you know, as soon as I did that, as soon as I did that, I heard God's voice and he said, Clive, what I want you to know is this. You live in a broken world. Things are going to go wrong. As you're pursuing church planting, as you're pursuing the miraculous, more than ever, you're going to feel that. And things are going to go wrong. But I don't want you to react like that, Clive. I want you to react with maturity, not like that. And you know what, so as, soon as, so as soon as I got right with God, as soon as I was real with God, with the struggles that I had, it was sin. We can easily say, that no, it wasn't, you just climb. Oh no, it was sin. As soon as I brought it out into the open with God, he opened my eyes to what he wanted me to hear. And then all of a sudden, I had wisdom to overcome when it happened again. And the power comes with that, because I'm free of the old ways of thinking. And so what is it in your heart, in your life, that you're excusing today? What is it that you're stuffing under the carpet, pretending it doesn't go on, pretending it doesn't happen, when actually God wants you to bring it out to the forefront with him so he can deal with it? You see, the truth is that God is our father. Yes, he is. But he's also just. He's also always been just. And it is part one of the attributes of God. And God is patient with us. Praise God for that. Well, I'm thankful for that. But eventually, God's patience does wear out and justice comes. So we've got to be careful. But we look through the, the, the whole Bible is all about God's justice and his, and his mercy. We see it in Adam. Uh, justice came, Adam and Eve, you know, where they did what God said don't do, justice came, thrown out of the garden. When we look at Noah, when they were doing all sorts, God said, I'm, I am not going to contend with man anymore. They were that bad. Justice came and he flooded the world. Then there were plagues where m many people died because of their rebellion against God. It's in there. Then the exile, where God's people were scattered. And the worst thing ever happened is that the temple was crushed and smashed as God's judgment came down on his people. And then we see the judgment seat of Christ. It's not over yet, guys. The end of our life. We're going to see Jesus sitting on the throne, judging everyone for the, what they've done in this life. And then you say this morning, Clive, I thought this was just Jesus. <laughs> I just want Jesus. It's all about Jesus, guys. Because you see, with Adam and Eve, that happened. And then in, in Genesis 3.16, that God first gave the, the gospel that Jesus would come and sort it all out. 
And then we see with Noah, when he flooded the world, he, he gave the ark. And anyone who was on the ark would be saved from death. And the ark is Jesus, is a type of Jesus. Anyone in Christ today uh, gets saved for all eternity. The plagues, Moses made a, a fiery serpent, put it on a wooden stick and said, anyone who looks at this, you will be saved. Jesus was put on a, a wooden pole and he was crucified and anyone that looks to Jesus will be saved. And then we see the judgment seat of Christ where hell is going to be a place for somebody, some people. It's going to be awful to see people go down that way. But it will come. Jesus came for us and died on the cross to give us another way. On the cross, we see the judgment of God meet the mercy of God for us. And mercy always triumphs over justice. And that's the gospel, guys, that God wants to give us mercy, not justice. You see this, is that our God that we worship this morning isn't a pushover. Even this morning we've heard about what's happening in Russia, but read your word. It says in, in Matthew 24 that there will be wars and rumours of wars before the end comes, birth pains. It's not going to be easy peasy. God is at work in the world. But our God that we worship this morning is holy, is righteous, is pure and is just. But at the same time, he is merciful, he is gracious, he is good, he is kind and he is gentle with us. And it's all at the same time, guys. Did you know that? Because it's who he is. It does, it's not one day God is just and then he's merciful another day. It all happens at the same time. But when we come to Jesus, mercy triumphs. Can I hear a glory to that? Yeah. A.W. Tozer says this, Mercy is an attribute of God, an infinite and inexhaustible energy within the divine nature which disposes God to be actively compassionate with us. Not impulsive or depending on what mood God's in, he's always ready to, to forgive and give mercy to those who humbly come before him. And so the antidote to our sin is Jesus. It says this in 1 John 2, If we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just and he forgives everything. So what is, you, what is your struggle today? What are you struggling with? What are you ignoring? What is there that you're saying that doesn't really matter? What are you hiding under the carpet? Because to bring it into the open... And confess it to God is to be set free, like we've been saying this morning, and receive pure hearts. Just like that feeling, your, your heart would feel, that feeling when you just come out of a sauna, fresh and clean, all cleansed. That's what God wants to do with our hearts today. Ephesians 2.4 says this, that God is rich in mercy. And that means his mercy is boundless. It's, it's overflowing and it's abundant for each one of us that will come to him. And then now, Jesus said this, Come to me, all you who are heavy laden and burdened. You see, we don't have to wait until we've got it all together, guys. Look around you. There's not one person in here that's got it all together. 
apart from Jill, I suppose. You know, you know, like that. But not one of us has got it all together. And here's this, you've got to hear this, it's the very burden that you carry is the very sin that you're doing when you open it up to God. He can't stay away. He loves it. This is the, he gets down into the depth of depravity that he finds in our hearts and he comes and he wants to release us from that. That's what mercy does for us. Your, your burden, the sin you're going through, qualifies you to come to Jesus. The opposite of that is pride and cover it up and I don't want to. So we come to him. We come to Jesus. The very heart of Jesus is to come to the place of our need, even today, that he would lift us up from the mire into his loving arms. And so all of us are on a journey, guys. All of us struggle with something. Being honest, even leaders, some people think that we don't. Guys, we're normal like you. But what are you struggling with? What, what are you going through? Maybe it's anger. Or maybe it's the frustrations of life. That, like, you know, maybe thorns started to get in and your reaction's not good like mine. What about porn? Jealousy, lust, bitterness, alcoholism. Hear the words from Jesus today. Come to me. Come to me. Jesus is the answer. If you don't remember anything else, just go to Jesus today. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us approach the throne of grace and find mercy in the time of need. And so whatever need you have, this is what Jesus is there for. If you have no need, you don't need Jesus. We all got him. Let's take it to him. A guy called Duane O'Altland tells a story of a doctor that goes into a, a, a primitive tribe that are all suffering from a, a contagious disease that kills. And he goes in and he's got an antidote, he's developed an antidote for it. And as he gets in there, nobody comes out. They don't want his way, they want to do it their own way. And so they continue to die off. And eventually, a few of them come together and they come to the doctor and they put themselves before him and they receive what he has for them and they get saved. They get saved. My, answer, my question is, how does that make the doctor feel? How does that make him feel? I'll tell you how it makes him feel. It makes him feel joyful and happy because it's the very reason that the doctor came. It's the very reason. And that's the same with us, with Jesus. That's why he came. That's why he came for, for us. He doesn't begrudge forgiving us, whatever the sin is. He doesn't. However bad we think it was, God will forgive everything else, but he can't forgive what I've done. Well, it's easy to get there and throw a pity party for yourself. But Jesus said, just come to me, you know, for that fresh forgiveness you know, where we might have sinned again, you know, we messed up again. No, it, just think of this. If we don't come to Jesus, the doctor, we're robbing him of joy because it brings him joy and it robs you of joy as well. Amen. And so now, now we have received mercy. We, we are called to give mercy out as well. 
God wants us to share it. James 2.13 says, Be careful to show mercy to others. Guys, our judgment will come on us. And the question is, is anyone this morning, uh, is there anyone in your life that you're not at peace with? Because it's easy for us to take offence at people, to get upset with people, with the things, you know, and, and treat them absolutely mercilessly. Maybe, especially if you've been abused in some kind of way, or they've treated you badly in some kind of way, maybe bullied, ignored, opposed. It's easy to hold back on the love we were talking about this morning, hold back on the love that we should give to people. It's easy to do that. You know what they call that today? Cancel culture. It's absolutely merciless. That's what it is. And that's when, you know, you don't like some, what someone has said to you or done to you. And there's no trying to understand where they're from, why are they like that. It's none of that. No, you simply cancel them out of your life. Pretend they're not there anymore. You completely reject them or, or what they're doing and, and cut them out with the goal that it's to silence them to shut them up, shun them, that they get dropped or relegated or fired. And the question is, have we done that with anybody? Actually, when I went through this, I thought maybe there is one or two that I've done that to, uh, where I just can't cope anymore. And it's like, no, no, no. God is calling us to have mercy today. Have mercy. And how you show mercy to others really reveals what's going on in your heart. Has the Holy Spirit really transformed? Has the Holy Spirit really transformed you to be like Jesus? What's the condition of your heart today? Is it soft and gentle and forgiving like Jesus? Or is it hard and crusty and aloof? You know, it's so easy to drift that way when life is so hard at times. We need to remember, this is the key, we need to remember just how much mercy we have received, each one of us. And we've received so much mercy. Luke 7.47, we see that Mary uh, anointed Jesus' feet with oil. It cost a year's worth of wages. Can you imagine pouring away a year's worth of wages to what she did? Know what Jesus said? She loved much, was very merciful much, yeah, because she was forgiven much. She knew how much mercy she had needed in her life. Yeah. So she loved much because of that. It's when we remember yeah, what Jesus said, he who has been forgiven little loves little. So if you didn't think that you needed a lot of mercy, you're not going to love a lot. God wants us to be lovers. And like Mary, we've been... We have been forgiven and shown so much mercy. So again, what's the condition of your heart today as we worship? Does it stink like a tomb with rotten bones in it? Or is it soft like Mary? I think God wants us today to receive soft hearts, guys. And uh, you know, do you know that your mercy, mercy can transform your life? beyond all measure. It can transform your relationships beyond all measure. It can transform your family beyond all measure, your neighbourhoods. And even your mercy might even transform a nation. 
1987, when people gathered together in Ireland to remember the war dead, a bomb went off as they were doing it, killing 11 people. And Gordon Wilson and his 20-year-old daughter were buried under five foot of rubble. And as, they, as she laid there uh, dying in the rubble, with her last breath, she looked up to her dad and she said, Daddy, I love you very much. And she passed. And Gordon's response shocked the world. It stunned the world. Because he said at an interview just after, I have lost my daughter, but being bitter about it is not going to bring her back. I shall pray for them, the bombers, tonight and every day of my life that God would forgive them. And you know what? Through his witness there, that was the start of ending a horrible war that had gone on in that country for years. His mercy transformed a nation. James says, mercy triumphs over judgment always, always. And I believe God wants to soften our hearts today. He wants to do a work right now. So if we could stand and if we could just have a little bit of strumming going on. Uh, oh God. You see, when we say that God is a good God, we only appreciate his goodness when we realise how bad that we, we can be. See it in, in the Putin right now. He showed, you know what he's doing now? I'm just, yeah. He's, he allows nations to rise, yeah. No, all these ideologies to rise up so that we can see how bad they are, so that when in heaven we get there and someone gets an idea that is opposed to what God, God can go, no, look at that. There's Marxism. There's communism. Doesn't work. Jesus works his way. And so he knows what he's doing. His, his plan is for all eternity, not for now. And he wants us to be at peace. Read, read uh, Matthew 24. But right now, he wants to soften our hearts. And so Luke 12, 32, God says this, Fear not, little flock. That's us, little flock. For it is my pleasure, the Father's pleasure, to give you the kingdom. And so he loves to give us his kingdom, his mercy, his first and foremost, guys, as we come to him, as we come to Jesus. Do you know what? Yeah. So for some, God is offering that forgiveness, that mercy for the first time. You, you, you've never been to Jesus before. If that's you, see someone in a minute. I'd love us to break into groups. If, if that's all right, three or four, yeah? And, and, yeah. Do you know what, do you, do you want to do that now? If it's getting to three and four, and I'm just going to minister these last few words, uh, two, threes, fours, if we can get into that quickly, we're going to pray for each other. Guys, this is your time. The old way was always you come and we do it all. But God wants you to do it. You're his disciples. He loves you. He's given you power. He's given you power. Okay, this is what I want you to pray for, guys. If, if you're in the group and you don't know Jesus, 
you haven't received his mercy, but you've sent today, since today, I just want your mercy, God. I want your love. Just let someone know and let them pray for you. For others, you have something hidden in your heart that you struggle with. You've stuffed it under the carpet. But you know what? Jesus wants you to bring it out today. To, to, you might not want to confess its fullness there, but, but do whatever you need to do because God wants to bring you beauty for ashes and joy for mourning. I feel so much better once I got real with God about my struggle and he wants that for you. And he wants you to put a smile on his face just like he feels like the doctor felt when people started to come for the answer. And for some, God is showing you that you've cancelled somebody. You've cancelled, so you're merciless. And God is saying, you know who it is. It's time, it's time to go and show them mercy. And lastly, we all know somebody, guys, somebody, somebody that's really struggling in life, and we need to go and show them mercy. Stand with them. Go with them through the pain that they're going through. He's challenging us to go and share this mercy with the world he's called us to be in. Let's pray our best prayers, guys, as God touches our hearts today. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord.